place and worship him without any persecution, any trouble. So many places that will not allow Jesus Christ to be freely preached or taught uh, without any without persecution. So I'm so grateful for God allowing us to come in this house at Clinton Baptist Church to be a part of this service on this Sunday. As we move forward um, with this year, um, continuing um, with our uh, vision, um, we grow, we serve, we love. But for this year, we will be looking, um, our theme for this year will be growing in our prayer life. Growing in our prayer life. Let us pray. Father God, you are so amazing. You are so wonderful and so kind. I just ask that you just have your way in this place where people may see you and not see myself. That we will not be sermon evaluators, but we will be sermon applicators. Lord God, use me that you may get all the glory and all the honor. And whatever circumstance or distraction that anyone have came in here with, Lord God, I ask that you remove it. That they may see you be changed to live a different life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. As I sat before us this year, I was in prayer last year about what will be the theme um, for this year, and God led me to growing in our prayer life. So throughout the year of 2020, we will be looking at prayer, um, but this month I want to uh, highlight um, the definition of prayer and and what is prayer? Um, as I set before you this year, the challenge to grow in your prayer life. On this morning, we'll be looking at the title, Understanding the Different Types of Prayer. The different types of prayer. There are uh, eight different types of prayer in the Bible um, that we'll be looking at. And, of course, um, I won't keep you here that long. So what uh, my goal is, is today I will preach on four different types and then Next Sunday, I will do part two on the, on the last four. Um, but I ask that you have patience with me um, with this sermon because it's going to require you to flip more than what you used to. It's going to require you to flip through the Bible as we look at different scriptures that relate to the, different, uh, the eight different prayers that we're going to be highlighting these next two Sundays. But also, I, I want you all to take notes because this is some critical and important information on prayer that will help you not only for today, but in time to come. Um, in your bulletin, um, everyone has received a, a note sheet. Uh, I think you have back and forth on the back. And I, I just ask that you take notes. We're going to walk our way through this, that we may grow in our prayer life. There's some things that we're going to highlight that are really going to educate us and um, about prayer and, and what is prayer and the different types of prayer as we uh, embark on this um, new thing growing in our prayer life, in, um, in our prayer life. As we come together to understand the different types of prayer, as a believer, we are all expected. We all are expected to have a strong prayer life. As a believer, we all are expected to have a strong prayer life. Prayer is one of the most essential, uh, most um, essential um, um, tools that we have as believers. 
prayer gives us a direct connect to heaven. It, it, it connects us to God, uh, a, a direct connect from heaven. Prayer is also important because Colossians chapter 4 says it like this. It says, continue earnestly in prayer. The Bible calls us to have a devoted prayer life, to, to, to spend time with God in prayer. If, we, if we're going to grow in our prayer life, we're going to have to learn how to spend time in prayer. I did some research as I was studying for this uh, sermon or the series that, uh, about prayer, um, and I found out from Bonner Research is that um, the average person pray at least 12 minutes a day. That, that's, that's including pastors. So the average person pray at least 12 minutes a day, and, and that, that, that stumbled me because uh, we have so much time to pray. Um, prayer, we can, we can pray while we drive it. We can pray while we exercise, and we can pray um, with our eyes closed. We can pray with our eyes open. We can pray while we, um, while we at work. We can pray while we're on the subway. We can pray while we're on, on the school bus. We can pray while we're riding our bike. We can pray while we have an extra activity, extracurricular activity. We can pray anywhere, and we don't have to pray on our knees. We can pray standing up. We can pray while we're running. We can pray while we're doing jumping jacks. We have all this time that we can pray, but we only pray a at least 12 minutes, the average person a day. This, this, was, this was, was bogging, this, this, this stumbled me when I, when I heard the research. And, and as we look at this, um, this, this, this title of understanding eight different types of prayer, the first prayer we're going to look at is corporate prayer, which also is known as prayer of agreement. It's corporate prayer, and we, that is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Acts chapter 1, verse 14, everyone turn to. This is called corporate prayer. The first prayer we're going to look at is corporate prayer. Another name is prayer of agreement. Amen? Acts chapter 1, verse 14 says, These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman." And Murray, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The disciples and the, the women came together on one accord to have corporate prayer. There, there, there are many different examples in, in Scripture where God uh, called people to come together in corporate prayer. Um, there, there, there are times when corporate prayer is needed. And we see here in Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 14, the, where the people was gathered together at the day of Pentecost, ready for God to uh, send the Holy Spirit, ready for the Holy Spirit to come uh, upon them. And they gathered together um, with one mind on one accord to pray. There, there, there are times where, where we have to set time aside to have corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is necessary, it's, it's important, it's important for the, 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 the body of believers, it's important for our nation, it's important for our church, it's important for our individual homes that we come together and have corporate prayer. Corporate prayer is needed um, in the church. That's, that's why we have a prayer breakfast where we can come together and have corporate prayer with one, on one accord to, to pray about some things that God has led us in the church to pray about. That's why it's important that you have a, a corporate prayer in your home. You, as a family, you should be gathered together um, on one accord to, to have prayer with your wife, with your children, with your nieces, your nephews, with your brothers and sisters. I, I, you can do it every month. You can do it once a week. But it should be corporate prayer in your home. Also, corporate prayer is necessary in our nation. 
Our, our nation, where we, we should gather together and pray for our nation. Our, our nation need prayer. I don't, I don't know about you, but I looked at the news this morning, and I realized that our nation need prayer. That our, that our nation need prayer. We got, we got women who've been exploited for, for money and, and, and taken away to other countries and, and other cities to, to be sex slaves. We got, we got people that being abused. We got, we got children that being raped. We got a president that's doing whatever he want to do. It's time to have corporate prayer. And, he, and, and Acts chapter 14 let us know that corporate prayer is necessary. That we come together as believers to pray on one accord for what God has to do here in our nation. It says that, 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 that this, this first prayer is corporate prayer. Where we come together as a body, as people of God and pray. This is something that no longer happens. Jesus even said it in the scriptures in the, in the, in the um the gospel, he said that this should be a house of prayer. We have so many things going on in church, but it ain't no prayer. We got different events. We got events for children. We got events for young adults. We got events for older people. We got events for younger people. We got this ministry and that ministry and this ministry and that ministry. But when we call corporate prayer, no one show up. When we call for, for time to prayer, no one show up. If we're going to grow in our prayer life, we got to understand that if we need to have corporate prayer. That we need to have prayer time. That, that we need to come together as a body and pray to, the Lord, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says that the first thing we see here is corporate prayer. He says that it says that they will gather together. And so many examples in the scripture. Joel chapter 1 verse 14, the people was gathered together to pray and petition God. Isaiah chapter 56, 7, the people were gathered together to petition God. Matthew 18, 19 through 20, the people was gathered together to petition God. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, that they were gathered together to petition God on one accord. As we come together, as we grow in our prayer life, the first thing we see here is that we need to have corporate prayer. That corporate prayer is necessary, prayer of agreements. The second thing we see here is that we, uh, the second scripture we're going to look at is James chapter 5, verse 15. I know some of you all are not used to this. I, I am expository preaching. This is an expository topic preaching. Okay, we're going to look right at the text that, that relates to this scripture, but we got to flip through. So the next one we're going to look at is, is uh, James chapter 5, verse 15. The second prayer we're going to look at is faith prayer, which is also known as prayer of faith. James chapter 5, verse 15, everyone have it? It says, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord would rise him up or raise him up. Now, you got to understand here, as we are true to the text and the context, this sickness that, that we said that we need to pray and um, to save the sick, this sickness is not a physical sickness. He's not saying that we, that we can pray and, and people will be healed from physical sickness. Now, God can do anything. But this text in the context is not talking about a physical sickness. This word sick, sick actually means somebody who's weary or worn out from tribulations or trouble. So he says when we come to pray in faith, God can, re can release the tribulations and the trouble that you're going through. 
He says that we need to come together in faith prayer, in, in prayer of faith. He says that, 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 that this sickness, that, that if someone weary or having trouble or, or tribulation, God has the power. We need to come together and pray for them that God has the power to release them from their tribulation. He said that we, we, we got to pray in faith. It says that we got to pray with faith. We got to have faith when we pray. Now, that also puzzled me because when I read this, I'm like, how in the world can someone pray and not have faith? How, how can you sit there and ask God to do something that most of the time are, is impossible or crazy to do, but you don't have faith? But then I started thinking about my prayer life because it, it was one time that I prayed. And, and, I, and I, if you would have heard my prayer, you would have think I had a lot of faith. I was praying to God and I was calling out the name of Jesus Christ. And it got so good that I was even spitting and everything that I, I was calling out to God. But if you would have heard my prayer, you would have said, wow, Pastor Pugh got a lot of faith. But inside of me, I still had some doubts with my prayer. Have anybody ever been there? Have you ever been when you was praying to God and you was calling out to God? And yes, you may believe that God can do anything, but you had some doubts in your prayer. That's lack of faith in your prayer. God has called us to pray with faith. You got to go in that prayer closet or however you pray when you driving or when you on the school bus, when you about to pray for that test, you got to believe that God is going to fulfill what you ask. He said that we have to have faith in our prayer. And there's so many times that we offer a prayer with no faith, that we come to the, the throne room of God and pray to him and doubt what he can do. Do you know that God had the ability to do anything? That God is not a limited God. He can do anything and everything exceedingly and abundantly, whatever you can ask or think. When we go to God, we got to have prayer. We got to have faith in our prayer. We got to have faith. How are we going to pray to God and we don't have no faith? With that, you know what that's called? That's called wishing. Uh, God, I'm wishing that you do something. I'm, I'm, I'm using you as a genie in a bobble. I want to rub you so you can come out to give me three wishes. No, when we go in prayer, we got to have faith that whatever we set before him, he can do it. He can do it. We got to have faith, pray, um, faith, um, faith in our prayer life. Says that we gotta have faith in our prayer life. Look, he says that when we come together and pray for someone who's weary or in trouble, God can raise them up. That's faith. I don't know what you're going through. Someone's going through rough time. Someone's going through sickness, and we we crying out to God, and we like God, if you can do it. No, not God, if you can do it. God, when you do it. God, I know you can do it. God, you can do everything. And I'm praying with faith that you can work it out, God. That's why I'm coming to you. Do you remember? Do I got to recall you how much power God has? I was reading in Genesis because I'm getting ready for Bible study. And God said, let there be light. And light showed up. That's power in the word of God. If God can speak to nothing and things start to show up, he can definitely speak in our prayer life and make things happen if we have the faith to believe that he can do it. He can do it. Don't let your situations cause you to doubt the, uh, the power of God. He says that, 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 that if we're going to grow in our prayer life, we've got to have corporate prayer. We're going to grow in our prayer life, we've got to have faith prayer or prayer um, of faith. Second thing, he, third thing he, we looks at here is um, we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6a. We're going to look at, and it's, this third one is supplication prayer, supplicational prayer, a prayer of requests. 
Supplication means request that we request a request that we we put before God. This prayer, a supplication or prayer request in Philippians chapter four. Y'all have Philippians chapter four. It says that uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. He says, be anxious for nothing. When you, when you get weary and anxious, he said, don't be anxious. Just lift it up in prayer and put your request on it. Just lift it up in prayer, asking God to, to do something for you. He says, as believers, we, we have the right and the privilege to lay our request before God. Oh, my God, y'all got to get with this. This is some good stuff here. This is some good stuff. I know it's different for us. I know, I know this is different. This is usually a class, but, but it's good on Sunday morning. See, see, if I'd have taught this in a class, I wouldn't have most of y'all here. So I have to teach it on Sunday so y'all can all get it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So he says that we, as believers, we have the right, watch this, and the privilege to lay our prayer requests before God. God, because of the the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it gave us access to his throne to lay our requests before him. See, see, this is why we don't need a priest. This is why we don't have to go to the priest to get our prayer and our prayer answered or our prayer to God. God says because Jesus Christ is the high priest, he is a sacrificial lamb. He is the one who took the place of the priest of the Old Testament. And now we can go straight to him because he has given us access to the Father. He says that we have access as believers where we can go before God, lay our prayer request before him, and ask him of everything. Oh, my God, I'm just so excited now. He said we can ask him of everything. What are some things we can lay before God in this supplicational prayer, supplicational prayer? We can ask him for directions. God, I, I, I don't know what you're doing in my life, but it seems like my life is perplexed. I, I don't know which way to go, but I need you to give me some direction. We can ask that for his help. God, I'm in a troubling time right now, and I have a request. Can you help me out, God? I need a financial blessing, God. I need you to make my marriage work, Lord God. My children are acting up, God. I just need your help. You can ask them for some help. You can ask them for some answers, God. I got a decision to make and I need an answer. Can I pray to you, God, that you answer me and he is an answering God. I don't know about you, but God answered prayers. The other day, I was on my way home and I was praying. I got a friend doing some work for me and I was getting frustrated because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little impatient and, and it's taking a little time for him to get what I need done. And, and so I, I, I don't want to mess the relationship up and, and go get, find somebody else to do it. So what I did, I said, God, I, I need you, God. I need you to work it out where, where, where he can move faster or he will be okay when I get somebody else to do the job. I, I need you, God. And I, I'm going to tell y'all, this is real. I was at OTI. Y'all know OTI at Upper Marlboro? I was at OT, passing OTI on my way home from church, and I prayed this prayer. Do you know before I got to 202, that gentleman called me and said, hey, 
I just wanted to let you know I'll be here to do this and that and that. And I said, thank you, God, that he answered prayer. I'm trying to help you understand. You got to put your request to God. I know you may have some crazy requests. I know you may have some things that you don't think God can do. But whatever your request is, all you got to do is lay it out before him. God, I need you to find me a new job. God, I need you to fix my life. God, I need you to get me off this drugs. God, I need you to help me be faithful to my wife or my children. Whatever the quest is, he said, you got to ask. Say you got to ask. If we're going to grow in our prayer life, we got we to know that we have a prayer of request, that we got to lay our request before God. Some of us won't lay our request before God because we think it's so silly. We, we, think, we think that the pastor got to pray for us. You have the same access that I have. You have the same ability that I have to pray to God. Just like I can pray to him, you can pray. You don't need to call me to pray for them. Pray for you. you all you got to do is pray yourself. God hear your prayers just like he hear mine. And he said that we have the ability, we have the privilege to lay our request out before him. So, 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 so we're going to grow. We're going to grow in our prayer life. We got to understand that we, we need to have corporate we need, we need to have corporate prayer. We need to bring our families together. We need to pray as a church. We need to pray as a nation. We need, we need to pray as a group as a, as, at our job. We, we need to have prayer in our schools. We need corporate prayer. Also, he says that if we're going to uh, grow in our prayer life, that we need to have faith in our prayer. We need to believe that God can answer our prayers and answer what we need from him. And then the third thing he says that we have, we're going to grow in our prayer life, that we have supplicational prayer, which means prayer of request, that we have to put our request before God. We got to understand that we have to put our request for God. Are y'all learning? That's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. So the, the, the fourth thing, and I'm out your way. Fourth thing, I'm out your way. The, the, the fourth thing we're going to look at is found in Philippians chapter 4, 6. You don't have to turn for that. Say amen. 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 You don't have to turn for that. So we was in Philippians chapter 4, 6. We was in A, and now we're going to be in B. Okay, Philippians chapter 4, A, I mean B says, With thanksgiving, let your, prayer, let your request be made known to God. The fourth uh, prayer um, that we're going to look at today is thanksgiving prayer. Prayer of thanksgiving. We're going to look at that prayer of, of thanksgiving. Now, I, 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 I got to uh, explain some things to you with this one. See, because um, uh, this here is the prayer of thanksgiving is, um, is, is praying to God and thanking God for what he has done. My God, I thought I was going to get some more people out of that one. I, I, I thought I was going to get some more people out of that I, I, Pastor Reeves, I thought I was going to get some people excited with that, that prayer. Prayer of thanksgiving is when we pray to God, thanking God for what he has done. Pray, pray, that's, that's what prayer of thanksgiving. Prayer of thanksgiving is, is, is thanking God for, for, for what he has done. It's, it's, it's good to have corporate prayer. I, I, I enjoy corporate prayer. I enjoy grabbing my family and, and coming together with my family and praying. I, I enjoy that. It's good to have uh, uh, faith when you pray. It's good to have faith to believe that God can do anything when, and, and, and that you request of him. And it's good to have uh, 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 supplicational prayer where you come and request to God. But it's something about Thanksgiving prayer. It's something about prayer, prayer of thanksgiving. I, I don't know about you, but, but if, if, if I can take some time to, to pray now to my Lord and Savior, I, I, I don't, I don't, just act like you're not here because I, I'm getting excited about thanksgiving prayer. I, God, I, I just want to thank you for being you. 
I, I, God, I, I just want to thank you for, for blessing me with a, with a wonderful wife. God, I just want to thank you for blessing me with some children that are acting okay. God, I, I just want to thank you for, for the transportation you have given me. If anybody caught up to me yet, God, I just want to thank you for the home that you gave me. God, I just want to thank you for the job that you gave me. God, I just want to thank you for you keeping me at peace at night where I can sleep at night. Lord, I thank you for giving me a home that I want to go home to. Lord, I thank you for giving me the friends that you have given me. Lord, I thank you for giving me reasonable health. Lord, I just want to thank you for giving me some finances to pay my bills. Lord, I want to thank you for giving me a, a, a good mind and a, and a right mind. Lord God, I want to thank you for allowing me to surrender my life to you. I know I'm praying selfishly, but I'm also start praying for you. Lord, I want to thank you for giving Pastor Reeves wife, Lord God, letting her get through surgery, Lord God. Lord God, I want to thank you for letting Pam come through surgery, Lord God. I want to thank you, Lord God, for letting my wife get over the aneurysm she had, Lord God. Prayer of thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done. Some of you all been in some accidents. Lord, I want to thank you for letting them get through the accident where they didn't lose their life. Some of you all been shot at and should have been dead. Lord, I want to thank you that you didn't let them die in that shootout. Lord, some of y'all should have been strung out on drugs, but I want to say, Lord, I thank you for not letting them be strung out on drugs. Lord, I thank you for keeping their children. Lord, I thank you for giving them good teachers who care about them. Lord, I thank you for letting them get good grades. Lord, I thank you for giving them scholarships to college. Lord, I thank you for giving them shoes on their feet. Lord, I thank you for putting food in the pantry. Lord, I thank you for giving them good health. Oh, I'm the only one that's thanking God and looking at you. God has done some great things in your life and prayer of thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done. Is anybody in here can thank God for what he has done because he has done some great things in your life. All you got to do is think back to yesterday and God can show you and tell you what he has done for you yesterday. You got in your car and your car started up. You had a little bit gas, but you still made it home. God has done some great things in your life and you need to pray and say, God, I just want to say thank you for being God. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping me. Thank you, Lord God, for holding me together. I should have lost my mind long time ago, but Lord God, I got a right mind and I want to thank you. Woo! Say, we got to pray and thank God for what he has done. He has done some great things. He has done some marvelous things. It may not be all good, but God, I want to thank you for the little good. You have been good to me, Lord God. I may not have the steak, but I thank you for the chicken. Lord God, I may not have all that money, but I thank you for what I do have because I can pay my bills, Lord God. The bill collectors ain't calling. Lord God, I thank you. says that we got to thank God in prayer. That's prayer of thanksgiving. We know how to ask for stuff. We know how to go to God and, and thank him and, and ask for, God, I need a new car. God, I, I need more money. God, I need, I need, I need. But what about thanking God for all he has done? Thanking him for, for him being good. 
thanking him for him keeping you. Thanking you for him making a way out of no way. I get to thinking about Walter Hawkins and he says tragedies are commonplace. All kind of diseases. People are sliding away. Economies down. People can't get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you have done for me. Has God ever did anything for you? Stand up on your feet and say thank you, Lord. Let them know that you appreciate him. Let them know that I'm thankful for what he has done. Let them know that you are thankful and you appreciate what he has done. These are eight, four different types of prayer. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Said that here, if we're going to grow in our prayer life, we got to have corporate prayer. Two, we got to pray with faith, believing that God is going to work it out. Three, we got to come and pray a request. Put our request before God. What no matter what it is. And fourth, he said that we have to have prayer of thanksgiving. Thanking God for what he has done. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. As you rest on your feet, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. Prayer is so essential in our life. That is the most important tool that we have. And it's the least tool that we use. Just think about this. Because of the death of Jesus Christ, he has given us a direct line to heaven to talk to God about anything. He already know everything. He know how you feel. He know what seats sat on the seat of your heart, even when it's unmentioned. When it's not known to, to man, he knows. And he has given us the ability to, to pray to him whenever. Whenever. In chaos, you can pray. When you have peace, you can pray. But I challenge us, will you grow in your prayer life? Will you petition God? Will you communicate with God? Because prayer is just communicating. It's just you speaking to God and you listening to God. You speaking and you, God listening. God listening while you speaking and then he's speaking while you, you listening. It's communication. It's a back and forth thing. Just as well as you communicate with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. It's, it's the same way or your friends. You communicate with your parents or your children. It's the same exact thing. But will you grow in it? We have power to pray to him, to heaven. 
that heaven may come down to earth and change our earthly situation. Just think about that. And the scripture Colossians that I led was said, earnestly, continue earnestly in prayer that we shall have a strong devotional, a strong devoted prayer life with God. But some things we're going to learn about prayer. Because there's one prayer that God is, is in tune to. He's in tune to all of them, but there's one, one he's looking for. And that prayer is a prayer of re- repentance. That prayer is a prayer of salvation. Because there's some in here, or one in here, or many in here who have not surrendered their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And yes, you may pray. And God hear your prayer, but they may not be answered because of your relationship. Because as we're going to learn in the coming weeks, that there are some things that hinder our prayer being answered. But today, there's a prayer that God is looking for. And that's the prayer of salvation. Is there one here today that do not have a relationship with God, have not surrendered their life to him, have not placed their faith in him and say, Lord, I want you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I surrender my life to you. I believe you, my Lord. You reign over me. And I look at you as my Savior. And today is your day. I don't know where you at. I don't know your your salvation. But the scripture is clear. For those who do not surrender their life to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, when they die, they go into hell. The lake of fire. But today, you have a chance to escape that by the gift that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross that you may have eternal life and have life abundantly with Jesus Christ. Would you want that? Do you want that life? Do you want that life? Do you want to spend eternity in heaven or do you want to spend eternity in hell? And the choice is yours. Nobody can force you to make this decision. Your parents can't force you. Your friends can't force you. Your children can't force you. God doesn't even force you. He lays it out for you and asks you to make a decision. It's your response. And today is a great opportunity. Is there one today that said, I want that, I want that life. I want, I want to be grounded in Jesus Christ. I want to have Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And for those who are already saved, I need you praying that God will put upon someone heart that they may see that they living in sin and separated from God and they need him as a Savior. Is there any today? Don't matter how old you are. Don't matter how many times you've been in church. Don't Don't matter. It's some preachers who need to be saved. It's some deacons that need to be saved. It's some leaders of church that need to be saved. So don't worry about that. Today is a great opportunity. The deacons are front. If you, you want that, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. By the look of no one's hands, that tells me that you are you are confident in your salvation or you are okay with going to hell. But that's your decision. 
But maybe we have another group in here who've been coming to Clinton Baptist Church every Sunday. You've been evaluating us. You're seeing God moving. You just say, hey, I want to get connected with that church. The scripture tells us in Hebrew, do not forsake the assembly of the brothers, the assembly of the brethren, meaning that we have to come together and be a part of a local church. You have to be a part of a local church. You need somebody to watch over you. And this is a great church to be a part of. Not a perfect church. There's no such thing. But it's a great church to be a part of. A church that we grow in. A church that we experience in God. A church who love God. A church who preach the word of God every single Sunday. And we open our doors to you. Is there any today to say, I want to be a part of this local assembly? That I, I want to come be a part of Clinton Baptist Church. Is there any? Is there any? Nobody moving. So neither response. Now the altar is open. Maybe you want to come up here and practice some of them prayers that, you, that was laid out before you. Maybe you want to bring your family and start here at corporate prayer at the altar. Maybe you have some, you, you, you've been praying, but you really ain't had the faith in what you was praying. Maybe you want to come here and start and say, God, give me that faith that I need in my prayer life, that I believe you, that I wouldn't have a doubt in you. Maybe you have some requests that you need to lay. Maybe you have some health issues. Maybe you think about retiring and you're a little nervous and a little have anxiety. Maybe you're starting a new job. Maybe you need to pray about where you're going to send your child to school. Maybe whatever request you have, you may have requested God, I need you to work in someone else's life. I need you to move, Lord God. I need you to give me some answers, some questions. The altar's open. Or maybe you just need to pray and say, God, I want to offer up a prayer of thanksgiving. God, I have no complaints. I just want to say thank you. You've been good to me. I just want to say thank you for what you have done. The altar's open. Whatever. Whatever. Bring it to God in prayer. Whatever. We can come before God.
time I call, you answer, and you come to my rescue, and I, I want to be where you Thank you. 